Believe it or not, pigeons were once trained to peck at screens in the nose cone of missiles, guiding them to their target. And NASA taught Ham, a chimpanzee, to pull levers next to a series of flashing lights while being blasted into space. To incentivize us old dogs to learn a new trick or two, then it better come with the promise of making our lives easier. We're not so easily swayed by a handful of birdseed or a banana. For those of you wondering, Ham safely made it back to terra firma. But for those unlucky pigeons, it was a one-way trip. Hi Heidi and hi Brent. Hello, hello. Did you just call me an old dog? <laughs> Whippersnapper like yourself, Brent. When I was a young lad, and I grew up in a part of England where it was famous for the Clark Shoe Factory. Now, the Clark's family, years ago, had run a college where everybody who wanted to go and work in the factory would be trained in the skills necessary to make shoes. Mm -hmm. By the time my generation came along, those schools had shut and apprenticeships were over. Are we missing a trick here now? The field of training is vast. The simple answer is, I think we've lost our focus. And the specific answer to apprenticeships is, dear Lord, do we need them back? And that was <laughs> yesterday, if you ask I me. I agree. <laughs> That's a wide and deep topic. And Orgology as a company always brings in interns, but also people at other levels completing their university degrees because we firmly believe that apprenticeship type education is desperately needed. But that's another topic, apprenticeships. <laughs> I, I, have, I have actually developed apprenticeship programs, so. And I went through an apprenticeship in my first career as a printer. Nice. I went to a technical high school. There you go. Doesn't mean you have to do that trade forever, obviously. No, no, no. I mean, so are we talking about then training for particular tasks within an organization? And should that organization be providing that training? And that's truly the depth of the question. And it seems to be we get worse and worse around this topic that someone in an organization says, wow, my staff can't do X. Right. So let's see if we can find an online electronic learning tool that they can click through in 20 minutes and they can learn it. Mm, not so convinced about that. Yeah. <laughs> and if not, it's the, can we find something on YouTube they might use? Or maybe we send them to the classroom. I frighteningly was subjected today to someone giving me click-by-click -click instructions to go through a template and fill out the template. A click-by-click. -click. You have to explain that because that's alien to me. In box four, which is yellow, please fill in box four with your information X. Move on to box five. Uh, yeah, the learning and education group was teaching that way. Yes. Which is right, terrible. Right. That's not how you teach adult learners and or any learner, actually. Yeah, yeah. And the reason that we get pulled into this is we get that client saying, well, my staff can't do X and all they need is training. And they say that with those very narrow, old fashioned, specific ideas about training that have nothing to do with what I think we would say training is actually about. It's training is a bad word. That's what you do with a puppy so it doesn't piddle on the floor. <laughs> what you're really looking for is behavior change, changes in style, changes in engagement, and a change in how the work is done. 
when they say that they need to train their staff, are they training them in generic business tools? Are they training them in specific work practices within their organization that might be very unique to that organization? No, I think there's different types of training. There's human behavior training or performance training where you want to perform your job better or you want to get a promotion. So you do training. There's annual training. I'm sure you've been subjected to this too where you have to do your internet security training and click through the slides as fast right. as you possibly can to get credit for doing it. Anti-sexual harassment or sexual harassment training is another one. And then there's the skills training. How do you use Excel or how do you use a SAP? Right. There's technical training. So we don't get asked for the technical training. We don't delve into that much. Right. What we do focus on is the behavior training. How do you fix and develop your staff to be more effective and efficient? And this is the really interesting piece because that type of training looks at we're shifting our organization. How can I help you follow that? Right. That it's based on a question of how can I help you get to that end as opposed to the click here and fill out box four. (laughs) Are your clients quite receptive to that idea, providing that training? I think it depends on if they're asking for it or if we suggest it. Yeah. Uh, There is a difference. Right. Many clients are no longer asking for training and they say, we want coaching for our staff because coaching is more personal one-on-one. We're working on adjusting a specific challenge or behavior to be more effective at work. And that's pretty much what performance coaching does. In the training realm, it can work, right? but quite often it doesn't stick what you do in training unless the training's really good. Yeah. Unless you're monitoring those that were in your class after the fact as part of your sort of ongoing. Right. Yeah. Then you don't know if that's working. I mean, surely it's more cost effective to do group training rather than individual coaching. Yeah. Well, what you just explained was for all those learning and development people that know the Kirkpatrick level is Kirkpatrick level three and four. Did they take that training and are they applying it in their work? It's really strange because things have evolved so quickly within our society. I'm sure you've looked at your children's textbooks for school and thought, good grief, I don't recognize how this even works as a logic structure. Yeah, yeah. When you start looking at what self-starters people are when looking for technical information, they all know, look on YouTube, look here for a video, find this here self-help resources for those technical tidbits, even 15 years ago, were part of what a company had to deliver on training. Now it's no longer a part of that, essentially. But there's a real argument then around what is training, because there are a lot of people still in organizations who are saying, click here, fill out box four, that's training. Yeah, the idea of just going through some sort of online PowerPoint and coming out the other end and saying, yay, congratulations, you are now proficient in Excel. Yeah. Um, Rubbish. And you still don't know any tricks. All you know is the basics. And if you think about how you actually learned Excel, because that's a fantastic example, it was probably through coaching. You had someone show you, yeah, set it up like this, this, and this. You did a bunch of work. Then you came back and you said, hmm, boss just asked me for a pivot table. 
what the heck is a pivot table? Ah, dump, dump, dump. That's essentially coaching. Exactly. You've answered the question. I always thought, why on earth did Microsoft, when they bought LinkedIn, also buy lynda.com and incorporate it in LinkedIn? Yeah. This is why. Which is great initial (laughs) low-level training. I have more than once turned to Linda training to say, what's the basic orientation? But it's about on the level of reading Wikipedia. It's nice. It's useful. But it's really not where we think training dollars should be invested. No. Going back to the title or what we spoke about in the opening, is it possible to teach an old dog new tricks? Are, Are companies keeping in place anything they learn through the training process? I'll give my thoughts, you give yours. Okay. Okay. I think that there is a really interesting way to shift how you're thinking about training. And it comes through defining outcomes for how you imagine that future. Okay. And then helping people to get there. When you look at training like that, our workshop workouts where we ask people to bring their problems in and we work through it to a common outcome. And I think that type of training can teach an old dog new tricks, particularly if you combine it with the option to reevaluate the environment. Because sometimes an old dog is performing a trick in a specific way because the environment doesn't allow that old dog to behave differently. Yeah, good thinking. So again, it's that holistic approach. Yeah. Yeah, And it really is, and we've used this word so many times in podcasts, making it relevant to them. We teach thousands of people every year very specific technical subjects. And what we require of them is that they relate that back to their work. That's part of making it stick. Oh, I see. Well, if I do X, Y, and Z in my work, that will help me improve something. As opposed to, here, listen to us talk to you for two hours, three hours. But if they can relate that to their work, and if they're forced to relate it to work, there is a better chance it will stick. So you sort of customize each training session accordingly then? To the individuals. Yes. And hopefully yeah. they yeah. engage. Now, there are some people that are not going to engage. Right. And that's fine. I find it interesting that you use the word customize. We customize it in that we say, here's the technique. Have you used this? Have you seen this? Tell me how this works in your environment. So it's through their engagement that customization happens. Ah, Okay. I had 19 IT professionals from New York State in a class today, and we're talking about gathering and validating requirements for a project. And each one of them had a different way of doing it. Each part and each organization did it differently. Okay. Yet they got to hear how everybody else was doing, and they started self-learning because they, oh, I like that idea. We should try that on our organization. Excellent. You're doing that. That's unique. So So it was a forum to exchange work practices as well as a, a, a an educational yeah. environment. Yeah. Exactly. As, as I am well a, as listening to me tell them how <laughs> what is yeah. the current best practice. Yeah. I, I'm a subversive liberal arts person. I believe you should think for yourself. Right. What can I say? So employers, people listening to this, where, where is there a good resource for people to find out what's out there in the world of training? Contact us. How's that? <laughs> yeah. If you want training that actually is meaningful and, and sticks... Excellent. So, ladies and gentlemen, go to allgology.com. 
<laughs> what are we up to next week, Heidi? To quote ABBA, oh, yes, money, please. money, money. Money in a rich man's world. <laughs> <laughs> Little disco next week. I shall put up the disco ball in the office. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. Look forward to speaking to you both then. All right, we'll see you see next, next week. week.